Just another manic Monday. Oh, oh. <laughs> Don't know the rest of the words. And that's manic my fun Monday. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's have the best week of the year. You know, fuck it. It's never too late. It's still 2021. <laughs> it's never too early and it's never too late. It's still 2021. We're still coming up. Great. That was a uh, a great synchronicity the other night when the second we sat down for dinner with your parents, your dad started singing that song. Yeah. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. I'm surprised he knows that song. I'm shocked that you know it because it's way before your time. But. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I feel like it was in like advertisements or something growing up. Yeah, probably. Oh, it's a very heavily sampled song. Yeah. I think yeah. that group had a couple of those ones. Yeah. Didn't they do the celebration song too? Oh, fuck. That was in those celebration Damn. advertisements. You put me on the spot right now, but I think that that song is by the Bangles. I don't know if Manic Mondays by the Bangles. I'm pretty sure, but uh, they had some other hits like Walk Like an Egyptian. Um, oh. Oh. It's crazy now that I think about it. All the songs See, that one's very used to. that get used in ads yeah. and get passed through the generations in that way, but have this weird fucked up association with them. Like my first time hearing that song, one of the best pop songs ever written as far as I'm concerned by the Turtles, Happy Together. And my first exposure to it was a Golden Grams commercial, you know, it was like, so happy together. And it's like showing like cinnamon with fucking this thing <laughs> and like you know it's like this beautiful hypnotic pop song that really pulls you in and i associate it with golden grams or whatever they really nailed it by buying that one um how about venus <sighs> i know oh, what's it what's that song what's it i'm your venus i'm oh, your fire, fire your desire. desire yeah that's mm-hmm. shocking blue does that they have they have great songs too, but yeah, that song uh, definitely. I wonder if they even got properly paid for that too, because they don't use their version. What about the Fanta song? What's that? Yeah, Fanta, Fanta, don't you wanna, Fanta, Fanta, don't you wanna? Right, is <laughs> yeah. it something like that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I, they they had girls like Power Rangers dressed up in different colors as the different Fantas. You remember that? No, they got to the fucking From, Power Rangers. I feel like I grew up in the time where ads, be, it was like the, because we, we grew up in the MTV era. Yeah, yeah. Me specifically, probably more than you guys. And uh, that was when ads started to get really high production too. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah, totally. Well, I feel like I'm surprised you grew up on TV as much as I did. Because like the internet came into the fold for me in like 2000. I was like 19. That's when I started spending most of my time on the internet. As soon as I had broadband, I spent most of my time on the internet. Well, and I'm older than Mare, and I feel like I was at the end of MTV. Like I was there for Carson Daly, TRL every day. Yeah. And like that was a heyday, but also like a decline, you yeah. know? I was there for Destiny's Child. Bootylicious, y'all. What are you talking hey. about? MTV was not over. It wasn't. They were still <laughs> we breaking were the artists. <laughs> no, I feel like I was there for the most expensive uh, videos. Like, I feel mm-hmm. like in my time, you would hear about people spending like millions of dollars on a single music video, and it was like unheard of. Like, P. Yeah. Diddy, remember he did that I was one? I'm just going to bring that up. Um, what's, what's that? What is it? Um, it's like, boom, boom, boom. Oh, my God, it's so amazing. We're, I'm being boom. embarrassed right now that I can't remember it. There's like, get, it, is it Get Jiggy with it? That one's a really high production one. They're no, in this like mirror. That's Will Smith. That's Will Smith. No, no, no. Oh, God. I know what you're talking yeah. about, though. 
Man, how do wow, we not remember really like, one of the biggest songs ever? Really Mariah should. Carey had some, uh, really, like Honey was um, high production value. I remember they used to have shows devoted to like how did they make music videos yeah, and behind the scenes. Really, yeah. And, you know, from being in the world where I've been on a music video or two, but those are like crazy days. It's a crazy production getting the, those the, More worst. money, more problems? Uh, yeah, yeah. Was that the one? Or yeah. was it a different one by P. Diddy? I mean, I know all of this it was, stuff it was very a biggie, high production. It was a biggie video. It was definitely. And, and it was like had the boats pants. and fucking planes going by and like just insanity. You know? And Busta Rhymes is in this like all mirrored silver box. You remember when TLC was doing that too with music videos? Yeah, Those yeah. are really high production too. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. That was the heyday for music videos. And yeah, and crazy. I mean, the 90s outfits. Like, Can you believe the 90s even was a real thing that happened? I know. I know. Cargo pants and gar- I'm in a tube top, so I'm really honoring. The 90s. <laughs> <laughs> I I really am a, a child of the '90s. If any of us are, I was born in 1981, and I, I just, was born in '93. What are you talking about? No, I mean like I grew oh, yeah. up in the '90s. Like my yeah. my first memories of culture, are like really. You graduated in '99. I feel like that's like a very yeah. I graduated high school in '99, and uh, yeah. I mean, I, th- th- these were the times when, like, you li- I would literally, like, just, you'd just put on the TV all the fucking time. I never do that anymore. You know, when I, when the internet came around, I feel like it actually was something that younger people weren't using at first. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because, what, you were 19, mm-hmm. so that made me very young. And I remember getting my first phone and stuff when I was young, like, eight, because I was walking to school alone in London and stuff. Oh, wow. But it's not like we had internet on the phone, and I don't remember ever having, like, interest on going onto the computer. It just seemed very business-like. Uh, yeah like i remember getting on aim like that was a huge deal but i was like in middle school i had an aol chat well you were so young like when i was that age that's when the beepers were out you know so i didn't really get my first cell phone till like everyone had a sophomore year of high school Mm. and that was just it had less to do with oh that's an appropriate age and more like who doesn't have a cell phone at that year in time you know yeah I, i got a cell phone um i didn't even have a cell phone in college yeah. I got my first cell phone <laughs> the the year I graduated college. Yeah. You know, I just was reachable by at home. I remember when 9/11 happened, I had to use a fucking payphone to call my parents. You know. Wow. Yeah, I rem- I had played Snake on there sometimes on my little oh, pink flip yeah. phone. Yeah. yeah. I used to do like that on the, the calculator. Only game I've ever played in my life, really. <laughs> they had that on the calculator. Remember those TI-83 <laughs> calculators you needed for like trigonometry and shit? Oh yeah, that, that shit? was like a Snake one. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Those were the days it was very it was very simple. Like you had to really earn your distractions. You had to <laughs> you had to fucking really earn those little dopamine hits that now are just fucking dime a dozen. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you really did. Like I, I remember the first time looking I looked at porn on the internet. Yeah. And it's like coming up like line up and you're by like, line. Yeah. Don't know what you got. Yeah. I'm like looking over my shoulder. I'm like, holy shit, this could be a nude picture. I can't tell yet. It's probably gonna be another 20 minutes before I am gonna be able to tell. Yeah. Just like uh, the first porn I tried to look up was naked pictures of the Spice Girls. I don't know if that's technically <laughs> porn, but I was like, Mom, Dad, can we use your computer? Me and my girlfriends, and they were like, Okay, what do you want to use for? I'm like, We just want to look something up, but we want to be alone. And they like pretended to close the door, so I thought they were gone. And I was like, "Oh, how do we?" And then they found out that we were looking at new naked pictures of the Spice Girls, and it was so embarrassing. What did they say? They confronted you. I don't know what they said, but they were just like, "You shouldn't do that." <laughs> Jesus Christ! Well, I guess everyone needs to learn that lesson. Let people have their nudes, and you know, they didn't want other people to see those. You know. Yeah. Oh, it was more of like a moral thing like that. Like, hey, if there is nudes of them out there, they probably don't want you seeing them. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe something <laughs> like that. I think that's fair. Yeah, it's so strange because like, uh, you know, 
I'm probably part of the, um, I am part of the last generation that like has a lot of memories before the internet came around and remembering when it felt like a novelty. And then like any addiction, it's just part of your life. It's just like ubiquity. And then, you know, you're not thinking about it anymore and you just fucking use it. And, you know, I'm, I've taken this week to try to, uh, break some like little habits. I've been under the weather. So I'm like just trying to break my habit with nicotine and this and that. And, uh, yeah, but I never think about that with the internet, which is something like that you're just connected to, which disconnects you from other things all the fucking time, you know? Yeah, my coworker, shout out to Jen, love Jen, was talking to me about her little girl who's in school, and at 12, she started to ask Jen for a phone. And Jen was like, what do you need a phone for? And she was like, mom, on the bus to school, like I'm the only kid that doesn't have a phone and like everybody's just looking at their phones. And Jen and I were reminiscing on the bus, like how we were like getting gum out of our hair from people throwing it on us and like just all the socializing that happened on those trips. You know what I mean? Like you just, you learn so much. I mean, that's what school's about, right? It's like the socialization. I feel like even the bus ride, you just learn so much. And, um, her daughter actually got made fun of. They were calling her a stalker because she remembered where somebody lived. And it's like, cause she's the only person on the bus that's looking up and paying attention to where people are Whoa. getting dropped off. Whoa. And it made me laugh too. Cause I think about like, Oh my God, how many of us like use navigation to places we've been 20 fucking times. Cause we don't look up and just like mm-hmm. download where we're going, you know? Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I think it's, it's obviously connecting us um, so much more and disconnecting us in this weird way. It's this weird paradigm. Are we going to like look at this generation as like the lost generation because like there's going to be a point where we wake up and that people you know leave these companies and say like oh i don't you know there's enough people who like worked at twitter or created twitter and are like fuck twitter like i won't let my kids do it like there's enough people like waking up to that this is harmful to our development and are we going to have is do you think there's any chance we'll like we'll look at this like having given them cigarettes or something exactly well sorry (laughs) (laughs) i mean i think this is going to be a really big conversation with the metaverse because of all the virtual reality and like i don't know if you guys have noticed and walked around manhattan at all but um there's a virtual reality company that has these like huge billboards everywhere in manhattan right now and they're taking over all the commercial space yeah um and so I think we're going to go probably for a while, like even into the age of Aquarius, probably deep into VR. And we already know tenfold over, yeah, that the effects of humans interacting with technology and not interfacing with reality is like destructive and corrosive, See, you know, like, be, beyond beyond us being able to control it. And yet like we're diving into this head first and we're going to. But yeah, I think we're definitely going to see like that's kind of the future is like all the permutations of how it's going to affect us having literally literally fractured realities because we're all living in fractured realities without the internet you know without vr without whatever but it's like really amplifying the fantasy in our life um and uh you know i think there's lots of uses for it that will be helpful like i remember being in a museum and they did this vr for like this ancient city and i thought that was really cool you know you like put on this headset you could Mm. sort of like a bunch of old architects and you know people excavators were sort of able to render how it looked and um, yeah, it's, it's, uh, obviously really cool, but then you think about too, is that limiting our imagination? Yeah. You that's know? that's is what it, I was going to say. Yeah. Like, it, like the old man in me, like the cliched <laughs> old man is like, I feel bad for this younger generation, you know, just sitting there on their phone. They don't know what it's like to look around. They don't yeah. know what it's like to be bored. But part of me is like, I'm fucking jealous because they unabashedly just fucking live their life in these things. And yeah. there's something to... I was saying this to Cass the other day, like, you know, we have a lot of friends in our 20s, including you. You just don't seem like this. But like, 
having had a life where distraction comes so easily that you've never really had those moments of existential dread kind of seep in. Like, you know what I mean? Where, I, where you can keep yourself distracted with the razzle-dazzle, with the next little hit of dopamine, dopamine, with the next little, oh, boom, my vape pen, my fucking, my Twitter feed, my this, I guess I'll call my friend. I guess yeah. I, and like, uh, just distract your way through life and never have to kind of deal with like those waves of existential dread that I feel like I get all the time. <laughs> and so I'm kind of jealous like that people are able to medicate so well with that. And uh, not think twice about it, because when I when I'm medicating like that, it, I could tell like it's just not good for me. I just um, I would argue with you completely. I think we are welcoming and ushering the most depressed generation and most existential dreadful <clears throat> generation there's ever been. Like suicidal generation is like, what's the point of living? Yeah, you know, because of all this disconnection. So on the other flip side of that is like. Uh, parents and millennials are like why is everybody talking about wanting to kill themselves like thinking it's just like a funny trope but no yeah. it's like there is really this exactly what you're talking about that existential dread yeah yeah again it's like it's to me it's like the corrosiveness of a reductionist mind state you know from a three-dimensional reality with a five-dimensional perception where all of the subtleties and nuances of life get reduced down to a two-dimensional picture of a chosen perspective and um, it's hard for us as holistic beings to integrate that you know yeah and uh, it starts to feel very angular and two-dimensional you know mm. because it starts to feel like this is how my body's supposed to look or this is the quantification of achievement you know because everything is now in numbers and mm. um even just the like for me it's like getting on my phone and just scrolling through and just tapping into the atrocities that are happening all over yeah. the world yeah and you're not reacting yeah you are you want to you wish there was something you could do but you right. know there's nothing you can do and like what is that doing to you yeah that it's it's it creates this shrinking this this feeling of being very small like yeah of course i can't do anything about it but i am connected to the world and i do know about this now yeah. scroll 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 oh no there's something that makes me feel a little better scroll 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 like, yeah well and it's hard because obviously like it's not like we're getting all of the data and our awareness is growing, not just psychically, but because of the internet. So we have a, a more data, we have more awareness of what's happening. And unfortunately it's being filtered through institutions that usually are, are focusing on the most negative parts of life. Mm -hmm. And don't get me wrong. Like I'm fully fledged on this being a prison planet, <laughs> you know, Shit. like yeah, I get, yeah. it's just like mostly a hellscape for people. <laughs> like I live in, you know, we live incredibly privileged, blessed lives where we kind of like are safe from a lot of the atrocities of the planet. Um, but at the same time, yeah, it doesn't feel holistic because there's also a lot of beautiful things happening in between humans. But again, to perceive that if it's not coming in in the news, you have to be really interacting with humans all the time mm -hmm. to bring all those subtleties yeah. and all the beautiful moments in. Because, um, yeah, like Cass and I were just talking, it's so easy to get disillusioned with mm -hmm. what you're being fed with the news and everything that's going on, you know, because it's all... Um, They've, un you know, marketers, we essentially started this talking about marketing. And I think marketing has been sort of like the most powerful industry in American society ever because they oh, basically yeah. hacked the human brain. Yeah. You know, and um, it's the same thing with Instagram and the news. Like they're they're always feeding into your fears because they understand that's like the biggest driver still for people in our timelines, you mm. know. And I think there is a way to interact with more data Um and not have it necessarily make you invest in those timelines, but it requires an incredible amount of excitement and investment in more positive timelines. And it requires a lot of um, like difficult like digestion. You yeah, know? that's mm -hmm. what it is. 
It's that difficult digestion. <laughs> I've been definitely calling in like a fast period and I do it all the time. And I'm like, I really got to actually show up maybe around the holiday. I'll, I'll log off. It's just always hard when we fast to not take it all the way. Like, okay, yeah. if I'm not going to look at my phone, I might as well not eat food. And then I might as well not listen to music. And then it's like, oh my God, I, you know, it gets so intense. I can't, mm. it's like a rabbit hole. Anyway, I was thinking maybe there's a way that we can bring this back to Monday being a Monday, the moon's day. Mm. Um, and we have an Aries moon today. And it's this domination card, which I don't even know how to collaborate with this. Hold it up. And what we're talking about, but it does feel like relevant. Oh, it's not. Well, oh, yeah, I see what you're saying. Oh, whatever. You hold it up. It's um, it's going to be the same problem. <laughs> <laughs> we had to put our cameras on autofocus because they were fucking around. You can take it off. Yeah. Um, well, I think today's moon specifically with its trine to the sun being in Sagittarius and uh, with the Aries moon, it's a lot of self-focus. And um, I think a lot of the disillusionment and existential crisis can come not only from the suffering of other people, but feeling disempowered in yourself. Because mm -hmm. then that makes you feel more hopeless for other people because you feel like you can't help at all. And I think this moon today is um, good because it's kind of putting an inferno in our own, uh, in our ego in a good way, in the way that we want to assert ourselves out in the world. Um, it's like this self-protective force and that's really important right now. Um, with, of course, our Sagittarius, very expansive intellect being with the sun, too. Um, fire, 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 fire. Fire. <laughs> yeah, you guys are wearing white because that's the moon's color. You're wearing a little white, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, Sleeps in there. A little. Yeah, and the moon is kind of um, arguably the most important planetary force in that it's really the thing that is filtering all the planetary forces to you. So we talk about the moon being in Aries, and it's also filtering Saturn to you. It's filtering Capricorn to you. It's filtering where everybody is at through this Aries face. Um, yeah, the Aries rules the face, the head, the pupil, um, focus, direction. And you were saying that this moon Baby. in particular is like very much like trying our sun, mm -hmm. the sun. So it's kind of incorporating is it like specific to the sun sign that you have or is it yeah so yeah the sun being in Sagittarius and when those two things when when there's a trine which is like a triangle which means a productive conversation we love the triangle oh, yeah. shape <laughs> <laughs> um, our intellect our sun our focus is able to have uh, an evolutionary conversation with the way that we're speaking of digestion, arguably the moon is digestion. It's the way in which we're taking over the planet or taking in the gravitational forces that are happening. Mm -hmm. um, and so we have this Aries perspective that's able to have this cool sit down with this Sagittarius perspective um, and our focus on our intellect and how can those two things serve each other with the rest of the energies that we have going on. And well, we oh, would argue a great day to be artistic and creative, which is every yes. day, but especially today. Yeah. So Hope everybody has a very artistic, creative Monday. Yeah, let's get the week started right. Let's get the week started right. Yeah, Mars um, in Sagittarius is going to steady your bow, guide your arrow. See you tomorrow, y'all. See you tomorrow. <laughs>